welcome to Inspired Island, where every episode we sit down with someone living an inspired life here on Vashon Island in Puget Sound. From world-class artists and musicians to chefs and business owners, our little rural island has it all. I'm your host, Grace McRae, a new full-time Vashon Island resident, and thank you for joining me on this journey to discover why Vashon is such an inspired island. And for our first guest ever, I am so grateful that Alex Sinner has joined us here in the studio. Alex was born and raised here on Vashon Island, and he is very active in the community. I personally know Alex because my husband and I recently purchased a live-edge wood dining table from Vashon Woodworks, where Alex and his partner Matt Barnes create stunning, one-of-a-kind furniture and other art out of wood. The dining table Alex and Matt made us is easily the most beautiful piece of artwork in my home, and I can't wait to get to know Alex a little bit better. Uh, So welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited uh, to dive in and get to know you a little bit more, and I'd love to hear what it was like to grow up here on Bashan. It was a lot of fun, and I'm still here. I definitely like it here a lot, and I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. Um, Growing up here was a lot of adventure, going to the water and hanging out in the woods and hanging out with friends and adults, everybody. Excellent. And um, what were you like as a kid? Wild, (laughs) Um, really active. I never stopped talking. I think I always kept moving around and wanting to introduce myself to everybody I could and be friends with as many people as I could find. Yes. Well, I think that's probably served you well. Uh, Being here now, you probably know just so many people on the island. And uh, so did you ever think about leaving Vashon? Uh, Here and there. If I didn't live here, I'd probably want to live in like Oregon or Alaska. But I really like it here. I've kind of found a home in the way I move with the community and the things I've picked to do with my lifestyle. I'm kind of dedicating the next like five or 10 years to want to be here for sure. I'm glad you're stay, sticking around. Thank you. And uh, I know, um, like I said, I know you through Vashon Woodworks. Could you tell me a little bit about what you're up to these days and how you got into woodworking? And So my family has a cedar lumber yard on Vashon called LS Cedar. It's been here for a very, very long time. My dad started doing that when he was 13. And I've sold firewood and always been around lumber my whole life, but I sold firewood for about eight years now and we started recycling logs into what we could mill and what would be firewood i want to make art so i feel like taking the logs that would be too big for firewood are perfect for tables and it's really fun opening them up and seeing what they look like after they're milled into a big slab and it's really inspiring the the nature definitely inspires every step of it and i think that definitely shows in the pieces i've seen um at vashon woodworks uh, and how did you meet your business partner, Matt? He's my dad's friend. They water ski together. He came into our lumber yard with a log in his trailer saying that he wants to make tables. And <laughs> he had uh, Grateful Dead playing on the radio and just had a really good vibe. And he knew what I was up to with the logs and my connection with the people that are doing land development and land clearing around here. People call me all the time saying, hey, I got this tree that came down or, hey, we're doing a project getting somebody's property ready for a home, do you want to come pick out the wood? So I'll get firewood and I'll get logs that are kind of too nice to be firewood. And he knew that and he wanted to help create an atmosphere where we could turn this stuff into people's tables and countertops and everything. 
And do you have any favorite pieces or art that you've commissioned that that have been commissioned thus far? Um, I have been working on this bench lately that got electrocuted by the island local Joe Suey. He has been building benches around the island for a little while. And he electrocuted this Madrona slab that I have, and I've been working on it, burning the legs and getting inspired, and it kind of activated me to want to give back to, like, forest firefighting and restoration in those specific areas that had forest fire. And just burning this wood that would have been firewood, and now it's turning into a bench that somebody can go tie their boots and get out into the world, feel pretty motivated to... Uh, create this thing. It's been a lot of fun working with it. So what's your vision for the future of Vashon Woodworks? Uh, it's not too clear yet. We so far are just going to be making tables and benches and supplying slab for shelving stair treads and stuff. But if I can get a metal department and fabrication set up to do all my metal work for my table bases, and I have slabs that it can be tables. There's no reason why I can't be doing entryways to people's houses or off the back porch to your pool or staircases. Because if I can fabricate just like a spiral thing or half spiral that I can bolt on these slabs to, I can make a really, really cool staircase or somebody and put some lights under it, whatever. I want to work with people's dreams and help them create something that they can live their final years walking around their home and be like, man, this is what I created. And this kid helped me make my staircase glow really cool that's that's amazing yeah well i can tell you that i'm already building so many memories with our dining table which just having a piece of you know one piece uh of wood from one tree is just just to think about the stories um and all the time that uh that tree took to grow to what it became and now it's yeah sort of the heart of our house so thank you very much for that yeah you're welcome i really really appreciate how much you guys like the the table and I like that you notice and think about um, what went into that table coming around because I I worked with it but a tree lived for longer than I have so (laughs) it it worked on itself too and uh, I feel like highlighting a piece of wood like that really really says a lot more for the wood than just being like a load of firewood which is also really special to me I found a lot of sentimental value in doing that and providing heat for people. Um, but yeah, making these pieces of wood glow for people to be attracted to is cool. Alex, I'm just really inspired by your real appreciation and love for nature. Did that start as a kid? My dad always took us out onto the water and into the woods any way he could. We had a boat and he would take us up to Blake Island or South Sound. Um, We'd go out on the beach and look for crab on low tide. That was really fun. Uh, always appreciated trees, no matter mm-hmm. what. I'd love a standing tree. And when I was three, my dad started taking us skiing. Do you still ski today? Yes. Okay. Every winter. And how did you, would you do just big day trips? Because Vashon, there's no skiing that I know of. <laughs> when we were kids, I don't know how my dad got away with it, having three boys and trying to teach them all how to do it at the same time. He made it work. We were interested. Uh, a lot of crying, a lot of wet boots and clothes. But now that we're older and can maintain keeping dry and manage that insane weather, we look for the gnarliest weather we can and follow the weather like hounds and go on the best days we can possibly find. 
Wow, that's very adventurous. I'm learning how to ski at age, well, now I'm 32. I started at 30. And so it's a, it's a challenge. But um, it's good to hear that you, you got out there and started learning at a young age. And um, you mentioned, I've heard something about ski bus. Could you tell me about that? Yeah, when we were kids, uh, it was a great way for the school to get involved with the mountains. There are, I believe, a couple buses for different grade groups. And they pile all the kids on around the high school. And they go up to the mountains or Snoqualmie for, I don't know, half a day. It was really, really fun because all our friends were going up there. Met a lot of friends. Um, and it's supported by parents and people from the island. So you're not just getting or sending your kids out with a bunch of random people. It's students that they grew up with. And it was really fun. Yeah. And I think with winter coming up, I've I've been thinking about what it's like to be a kid growing up here. Um, without your own car, your means of transportation, but the the winter can be quite dark here and uh, a little bit isolating. So yeah, I guess skiing would have been a good a good outlet. Yeah, and it's expensive, but there's ways to go around it with working with friends. There's so many people getting rid of gear. Their lane has the spider ski shop over here in the wintertime. They switch from bikes to a lot of winter equipment. Craigslist, there's so many ways to get everything you need to go skiing and anything that you don't have a friend probably has a pair of goggles or gloves you can use and i know so many people that make it happen with the bare minimum it's a very very possible sport for everybody to do and are you involved in any other other sports uh not really uh i like going on the water and we have a little surfboard that we take behind the boat that's pretty fun but mainly skiing oh uh lately i've been getting into rock climbing winter or two ago we were going to the gym a lot and climbing gym there's edgeworks over in tacoma super easy to get to very fun thing to do in the winter summer whatever but really really good social group there everybody who's there is active or seeking something active and they're going to the mountains no trails and forests and everything it's very good place to meet people there's actually a tiny climbing wall right here by voice of ashon but Edgeworks in Tacoma and Seattle Bouldering Project are really, really accessible. And I've been on Real Rock once, and there's nothing that brings you closer to earth and holding on than, <laughs> For dear than life. that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. With the right people and the right gear, there's no reason not to trust it. Maybe that's uh, something I could dab- start dabbling in, looking for, for new pastimes. Yep. So. Uh, highway 2 going up towards Leavenworth. There's a lot of climbing areas and up Highway 90 going towards Snoqualmie. There's a lot of things. Here now that it's getting wetter and more towards the snow season, it kind of dies off and we kind of hunker down to the gym. But can't wait to get into the mountains in the spring and the fall and really climb a lot more. Now, Alex, I've been following you on social media for a couple months ever since I met you uh, to discuss our table. But it's definitely clear to me that you've got quite uh, a lot of talents and passions. And one that stuck out with me is music. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how involved you are with the music scene here on Vashon and if you play any instruments, sort of your thoughts on on music. Uh, growing up here, I've definitely found myself at many of the concerts ever since I could walk and run around. My dad was a musician here with a bunch of my friends' parents, and they had a band the Great Divide, and the Great Divide would play street dance, and they still do it, uh, but nothing like when I was a kid. I'd run around the stage while they're playing or hang out while they're setting, taking up gear. 
always going into the bars when I was a kid, watching the music happen and seeing how people enjoy it. And it always stuck out to me. And then as soon as I could go to concerts, uh, believe about sixth grade, me and my friend Jed would go out to any concert that we wanted to. And oh, so much fun. We would catch a bus and go over to the show box and catch all these all ages concerts. And now that I'm getting older, I bought my own guitar and definitely an aspiring guitar player. My main instrument I want to learn is fiddle. Oh, okay. And I just got to pick the thing up. There's, if there's anything that's holding me back, it's me sitting in my house looking at my phone and not grabbing the guitar. But there's so much inspiration here. If I want to call a friend, say, hey, man, do you want to get together and play some music? It's always there. And uh, even when you don't have a friend to play music with, you can play by yourself. It's such a special <laughs> thing and entertaining. And I definitely need to get more into it. And are you self-taught with the guitar? There's so many people. Every time I pick the thing up, somebody's like, hey, man, check this out, try this. But most of the time, I'm sitting there by myself, tinkering around with it. And There's a musician, Jeff Kanzler, who's taught me a bit of guitar. And he's uh, pretty fun in the way of like, hey, man, look, I could teach you anything. Main thing I want to tell you is practice. <laughs> and then every time you pick the thing up, do something different. Don't do the same thing you do when you pick it up. And play with people. Come over and hang out. Bring your dad, bring your brother. We'll eat dinner and play guitar together. And that's the best way you're ever going to learn. And uh, there's a woman, Robin Silva, who is part-time Islander. She plays fiddle. And she told me to come on over anytime. And I started doing lessons with her. She is available for lessons. You can find her online. And that was a lot of fun because when I took violin when I was younger, I was not really setting into it like I thought it would. Now that I'm older, I can show up to violin practice with dirty clothes. And she's like, oh, it's okay, you're learning fiddle, right? <laughs> so uh, a lot of the restrictions on music that I had in my mind all don't really exist. And it's all just a fun thing to pick up and mess around with and make scratchy noises until they sound good. Yes. And do you own a fiddle or is that down I the road? I own like four fiddles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted one and I had my dad's grandmother's fiddle, which is too old for me to bring around. And I ended up buying one that wasn't right and ended up buying a different one from Robin. And then I have another one that's kind of falling apart for parts. So I can always fix my instrument. I need to work on it right now. And there's so many people here that'll help you fix a broken instrument that it's always ready to play. Yep. No excuses. And since you have so much wood at your disposal, have you thought about making instruments? I have not. And I will probably shy away from it. Um, I do have a friend down in Oregon, Tony Walters, and he has a company called Mano Beso, and they make absolute incredible instruments. And I've given him pieces of wood, this really cool piece of you wood, and we'll see if he can incorporate it into a bass guitar. But I'm inspired by creation of all sorts and probably one of the coolest musicians I got to see that was changing the spectrum of things is uh, Victor Wooten and his brother, um, I believe it was Bella Fleck and the Flecktones, I think. They make their own instruments and his brother, uh, Victor, is world-class bassist and seeing him talk about breaking the rules with how music's supposed to be played or how the instrument's supposed to be taken, his brother makes these crazy crazy instruments i don't know the specifics on it but they don't just follow what everyone else is doing they're taking it to a whole new realm yeah. so it's all so young all these instruments are so young there's still 
more things than just a drum or a bass guitar, guitar, violin. There's uh, more to be created. Yeah, sky's the limit. Yeah. I think if I made an instrument, it wouldn't be your average thing. Probably (laughs) wouldn't go into mainstream cells. Well, Um, I can't wait to see if you come up with something down the road. And I can't help but ask you, I saw you drive by uh, right before the show in an amazing looking truck. Are you into cars? Yes. Um, when I was a little kid, I grew up watching Fast and the Furious and playing with Hot Wheels and making all my little sounds for every car. And as I got older, I went through a series of vehicles. I had a truck that was my dad's when I was 16. And I didn't really make it last as long as it should have. Ended up selling that. I backed into a bunch of cars on accident. Racked up a really big bill of backing into cars. And got stuck with a Pathfinder. And ended up selling that and bought this beat up Chevy that had doors hanging off of it. And my <laughs> friends built it to drive through the mud. And there's boot print in the windshield. Anyways, I replaced the windshield, drove it around, fixed the doors, started working on everything. My friend would hand me a tool and tell me how to fix something. And that soon led into me wanting to fix everything I could on the truck and learning everything I could possibly fix. And next thing you know, I'm taking out my center console and building my own center console and doing all these little things that I enjoyed and they were never perfect. But now I got a really, really nice truck from a family. They're very good friends of mine. And now I just want to make this thing last forever and take care of it. It'll be my, uh, pavement princess i guess um it's a reliable motor it's a 12 valve dodge diesel and the only thing that really needs to be kept up with is the drivetrain and little things like i built bed walls on it and that was really fun i really want to dive into doing custom things for myself if i can get my metal department right for doing table bases and staircases there's no reason why i can't make my own center consoles and door panels and these little things like I ripped out the headliner in my old truck and I would if I had that truck still it probably would have had some type of metal or lights or something different that uh, I like meticulously messing around with things so I feel like as I own a vehicle throughout the years it becomes nicer yes well that's a very useful skill to have and um, I know nothing when I open up the the hood of my car, so <laughs> now I know who to call when something goes wrong. <laughs> well, that's where we all start is uh, opening your hood and looking around, checking your oil. And playing around. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. And yeah, as we start winding down, Alex, is there anything that's else that's really exciting you on the island right now? Um, other than the ski season coming up here, uh, there's multiple new restaurants coming up. And it's going to be, give us more diversity, more things to do in the winter. It gets going to drown out here. And I feel being able to switch up what restaurant you want to go to or on holiday, maybe actually finding a table instead of just calling the same restaurant you went to last year, Mm -hmm. which I love all the restaurants here, but I'm very excited to have uh, more. And the people that are working in these different styles of restaurants, uh, I think it's going to be really, really fun. I think it's going to be uh, a lot more entertainment on Vashon. You can go to different concerts, maybe bring a big group of people out and go eat. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think overall the, the, the move towards more development in that space is a good thing for the island? 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, I have friends that want to work. They're looking for jobs. Uh, I like food a lot, and <laughs> I know a lot of these menus, and I'm excited to try some new food. And I, I hope things get a little switched up so it's not just really repetitive every season or winter or summer or whatnot. I feel like as these restaurants get dialed in throughout the winter, next summer is going to be just absolutely incredible with going up and picking something different to eat or you know switch it up try new things i'm excited to try new things so we're going to end every show with a fun little quick fire question around so just say what comes to mind first when i ask you these questions okay okay cool the seattle area is known for our good beverages whether it's coffee or tea or wine or beer so do you have a favorite beverage here on vashon I do. Currently, I'm drinking my trip coffee from Minglement Coffee Roastery. And probably my favorite morning time drink other than coffee would be Jamie Clapperton's Bloody Mary's at the hardware store. Ooh. Or the Thai tea at May's restaurant. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to have to try both of those. I haven't. I've had the drip coffee for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, the, those Bloody Mary's are definitely something to go for. <laughs> Uh, catch Jamie on her shift for sure. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask for Jamie. So if you're not at home or work, where can people most often find you? In the summertime, you can find me on the water and don't be shy to come tie up to our boat. <laughs> you can find me crossing the street at Minglement probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, going back and forth in the lumber yard to there to get coffee. And anytime there's a concert worth going to, I'm probably going there to get inspiration and support friends and maybe even see somebody I haven't seen before. Uh, there's a lot of people bringing really, really good concerts, really good musicians to the island. And I try to go to every single concert I can. And if it's not on island, then it's off island. Okay. Well, I'll look out for you at the next concert. All right. And uh, do you have any pet peeves about island living? Um, probably the ferry system. Uh <laughs> There's been a lot of problems with people not getting on ferries and when you're trying to go to something specific like a airport or a concert, dinner, not in my situation, but people going to work, I uh, feel like missing a ferry that should have been there is pretty ridiculous. And then also sitting on the ferry line, somebody wants to pull in front of you. And oh, I have kind of a fun time getting out of my car and say, hey man, you know, you can get find a hundred something dollars for cutting in line it's a traffic violation not to be rude but if i don't make <laughs> the boat and you do I'll be bummed out sitting on the dock okay and do you have a favorite vashon island tradition definitely would be the hydroplane races on fourth of july morning leaving jensen or the hydroplane fun lap is what we could call it okay i'll look out for that next fourth of july there's also the mud bogs have been a carried on tradition since well before I was here. There's a few island locals that started driving their trucks out in the dirt, making use of the last bit of water in the dirt before it dried up and getting out of the town away from all the madness. You could go drive your truck in the woods and get covered in dirt. That's been something that has come back up these past few years and I hope these people in Vashon can keep that going in a legit way. I kind of showed that it's still possible. I've hosted it for a couple years now, and 
nobody's gotten hurt. Everybody's had a really fun time. Last year we did it all off of volunteer people saying, Hey, do you need some help? And yeah, we need bands. And then next, you know, we got four bands and Hey, we need water. We got people bringing water and really became something that I think we can continue to host in a family environment style of party. It's really fun. I like horsepower. I like cars and I really, really like dirt. So <laughs> Awesome. Well, where can people find you or to learn more about you? Uh, we have an Instagram called Vashon Woodworks. That is also our website and and our email. And then if you need to find me directly, you can locate me at LS Cedar. If I'm not there already, somebody will tell you where I am. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Well, thank you so much for being here and being our first guest, Alex. Thank you, Grace. All right. Well, and thank you all for listening. Again, this is Inspired Island on Voice of Vashon at 101.9 FM KVSH LP on Vashon Island here in Washington.